Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. But it was such an amazing weekend, and I just, uh, can we just give it up for the Lord and everything that he did this weekend with our women? It was wild. I mean, a wild weekend. And uh, God just blew the place up. And God just showed up and showed out. And it was just an incredible, yeah, I mean, look at that. Come on. Listen, somebody posted a picture of that and said, you never know what's going to happen at our church. And I was like, that's the truth right there, okay? Um, But here's the, I want to, I want to take a moment and just thank some people, um, especially, especially our staff. Uh, I want to thank Drew and Farrah Keller. They just put so much time and effort and energy. I want to thank Matt and Jeanette Prince. They were incredible rock stars. Listen, Pastor Matt, Pastor Adesia, Pastor Marissa, Pastor Adam. Incredible, incredible job. We had so many of our volunteers, so many people stepped up, poured so much time, so much effort. And, um, you know, um, It's just amazing to see a team come together to make moments like this happen where, and you know what I love? is that it's happening right here in just little old Liberty Township, okay? There's this great move of God happening right here in Liberty Township, and we all get to be a part of it. And I might not have said all the names. Pastor Ryan and, I mean, Megan was amazing. Uh, Megan Wonderly was amazing. Our worship team, Ray and JT, and, and Hannah was incredible, and, and Michael. I mean, just, listen, we are so incredibly blessed. I'm so happy. We got, we got some young interns. We got... My man, Camelam back there. Come on, Camro and Guyton. And everybody just had such a great heart and attitude and worked a lot of hours that they shouldn't have. And so I just want to say thank you. Sorry. Just super thankful for our team. We're really blessed church to have great people like we do. Sorry, Pastor Elena? Come on, come on, come on. That's such a great team. All right, can we pray? Father, we love you. Jesus, we worship you. Thank you for everything you did this weekend. It was all for your glory. We don't take the credit. It's all for you, Jesus. That you are lifted up. You receive it all. 
We do it for you, not for us. We love you, Lord. We ask that the Holy Spirit would just come and fill this place with your presence now and lead and guide us into truth. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Give it up for the worship team, everybody. Um, I know that Halloween's tomorrow. Boo to Halloween. If you like Halloween, I'm sorry. I'm just, you're at the wrong church, okay, all right? How many of you love Christmas? Christmas, yes! It's coming, okay. I don't know if you all were here last year, but we did Christmas at the movies, okay? It was wild, it was crazy. We built great Christmas sets. Go to that next picture. Uh, I dressed up like Elf. Ate gum that people were chewing before me. Yeah. <laughs> but it was an awesome, awesome weekend. We had Christmas at the movies. We got, we're doing something a little bit different. You're gonna hear some more about it uh, next week. Um, we're gonna do just a illustrated sermon this year through the just the story of Jesus coming to earth. And it's gonna be, so we're gonna have video and we're gonna have some skits. I'm gonna try to get some live animals. Like, I mean, that's been my goal since we started a church, have live animals in service, okay? Live animals is like a wild card. You never know what's gonna happen, you know what I mean? And so uh, we're gonna have a great, great season here. Uh, we're gonna have a few Christmas Eve services this year. It's gonna be a great Christmas season. Uh, but last year we had Christmas at the movies and um, I, brought, I brought my brother, uh, Ben, and, um, and my dad in and uh, asked them to help build these sets. We had one week to build these sets, okay? And it was, it was a wild week and... Um, and so we had this day, and we had this morning. You ever have mornings where everything goes wrong? Like, you just can't get the kids to school, and it's just like, they're not going to school today. You know what I mean? It's just not happening. And we had, we had a, one of those mornings, and um, Jess was running the world, trying to gather a bunch of stuff, and Luke was here, and we had like, I think we had that day, I think we had like 20 people here, and we were all working, and Luke was in the back just watching movies. I'm just shoving him candy and goldfish, and I'm just like, just be happy, you know what I mean? And just like, I got stuff to do. And all of a sudden, everybody got hungry, you know what I mean? How many of you know like when you get hungry, y'all lose your minds, okay, you know what I mean? So they all got hungry, and and uh, so we're like, all right, let's go to lunch. And everybody kind of broke off. And we, me and my fam, we were working a little bit more. And I was like, hey, you guys ready to eat? And they're like, yeah. And so um, I was like, where do you want to go? And, and they're like, you have Texas Roadhouse here, OK? Anybody like Texas Roadhouse? Okay. They're like, we got to go to Texas Roadhouse. I'm like, all right, let's go. And so we jumped in my brother's truck. And we took off. And we went to Texas Roadhouse. And, and we sat down to eat at Texas Roadhouse and I grabbed a roll, and I grabbed a roll, and I grabbed one to give to Luke. And then I was like, where is Luke? And I lost my mind. I was like, I just, I just grabbed the keys and ran. 
And I jumped in my brother's truck, and I just drove a, a, a thousand miles per hour. I ran every red light, and all I could get out of my mouth was, Jesus, I just, I mean, I was just sobbing. I just said, Jesus, 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 I'm just, I just, I'm like, just Jesus, Jesus, and I'm just, there's just a bazillion things running through my mind, like, where is he? Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head, like, where is he, where is he, where is he, where is he? And I'm thinking, like, is he, you know, is he in the building? I'm like, God, just please let him be in the building. God, please, please let him be in the building. I'm thinking, like, maybe, you know, he walked out of the building. Maybe he is lost somewhere. Maybe somebody, you know, grabbed him when he was lost. Maybe he's wandering our property. God, where is he? And the only thing, the only thing that mattered to me at that very moment in time, I could have cared less if the world was falling apart. All I cared about at that moment was finding Luke. Nothing else mattered. It was the most important thing. And I ran into the building and I'm screaming, Luke, Luke. And he came running up, and I mean, he's like sobbing. He's like, Dad, where were you? I'm like, Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> the other day, he was at the church again. And he will, I, I swear, he will not go back in the kids' wing now when, when we're at the church. Like, and, and, and the other day, I, he was here, and I'm working, and Jess is gone, and I hear this, Dad, 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 and somebody's like, Luke, your dad's back there. They're like, what's wrong with Luke? I'm like, I scarred him for life, okay? I'm just to be honest with you. Like, you know when you scar your kids, parents, this is that moment, okay? The reason I share that story, and to be honest with you, um, I don't like sharing that story because to this day, man, it bothers, bothers me deeply. But I wanted to share that story because I really felt like that story embodies how God the Father feels about us. We're his children. And I need you to really gather that in your soul. You're his child. He formed you. He created you. He, the word says he knows exactly how many hairs are on the top of your head right now. And some of you are bald. He knows the follicles underneath there, okay? I listen, all right? It's all good. He knows, right? It's going to be a good day. Why does he know? Because he's a father. A good father knows everything about their kids. A good father cares about every last detail of their children. A good father is in love with their children. And listen, I understand that many of us may not have seen our earthly father in this light. 
and I want to apologize for you, and I want to apologize for God. That wasn't the heart of the Lord, and what you experienced wasn't God's plan, but we live in a fallen world. Can I get an amen? amen? But I need you to know that's not how God sees us. And there's a story, there's this passage in Luke chapter 15 that I think really embodies the heart of the Lord. Verse four, it says this. Once there was a shepherd, who's the shepherd? The shepherd is Jesus, and it says this. He had 100 lambs. It's a lot of children, okay? My grandma was one of 19, grew up on a farm in Illinois. I'm like, 19 children. Oh, maybe I'd let a few of them get lost. You know what I mean? Like, it said one of his lambs wandered away and got lost. How many of you know that some of us, we wander sometimes away from the Lord? We wander away from his plan, his heart, his desires, what he has in his his plan for our life. So the shepherd left 99 lambs and went into the field and searched in the wilderness for one lost lamb. And I love this line. He did not stop. You hear that language? He did not stop until he finally found it with great joy. I love it. He didn't scold the lamb. And I think a lot of us, because of situations with our earthly father, when we got in trouble, when we got scolded, we had this view and this mentality that when we wander away and God comes and he finds us, that that's the moment that he's gonna scold us. That's the moment he's gonna go, I, you know, I told you not to do this. I told you that you were wrong. I told you. But the word shows us something very different. It says that he raises it up and placed the lamb on his shoulders. It says this, in the same way, there will be glorious celebration in heaven, the rescue of one lost sinner who repents. What does this word repent mean? It just means that we look to Jesus and his grace and we come back to Jesus and comes back home and returns to the fold. So Jesus is communicating the heart of the Father, God the Father, for what? Humanity. For everybody on this earth. God the Father loves every single person on this earth with great love. They are his children. Even the ones we curse on Instagram or Facebook, these are his children. He deeply loves them. And the Holy Spirit, I felt like the Holy Spirit was describing God's heart to me. And, and I really came down and boiled it down to this one word. And the one word is this, irrational an irrational love, that God has this irrational love for us. And I looked up the meaning of that word, and it means this, lacking the power to reason. Lacking the power to reason. So when we look at the story of the shepherd, we look at that story and go, this makes no sense. Why in the world would a shepherd leave 99 others to go find one? Why would he go search for one that is lost, one that walked away on their own. 
One that walked away from the sheep. One that walked away from the shepherd. One that got into its own mess. Why would he leave 99 other ones that are obedient and trust him and stay close? Why would he leave? Because God the Father has an irrational love for his children. Listen, it doesn't make sense unless you lose one of yours. And any parent that's lost a child understands this. Understands like that if it's your child, it is completely different than somebody else's child. But God goes, you're all my children. And you know what I love about God? I heard this recently. It was somebody talking about, somebody talking about race. Okay, and they were talking about race from this standpoint. They said, if you take off the skin of everybody, we're all the same. Same heart, same liver, same eyes. We're all, we're all the same. We just have different skin color. And God loves everybody, every single one of us with this crazy kind of love. Crazy kind of love. So today I want to talk about how do we process this passage? for our lives as believers following Jesus. So point number one today is this, and I only have two points today, in Jesus' name, okay? Point number one is this, God the Father burns for love with you. Romans chapter eight, verse 31. What shall we say about these wonderful things? If God is for us, who could ever be against us? Can I get an amen from anybody on that? Come on, God is for you. Since he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us. What is that? It is an irrational love. Who would do that? I'm sorry. I wouldn't sacrifice any of my children for you. I love you all, just not that much. Right? Says this, won't he also give us everything else? Who dare accuse us, whom God has chosen to be his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. That's a good word right there. If you came in with guilt or shame, you don't walk out of here today with guilt and shame. You are in right standing with Jesus because of himself. Verse 34, then who can condemn us? No one, nobody can condemn you. I know there's a lot of haters. I know there's a lot of people that don't like us. Who cares about the haters? God the Father loves us. No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is seated at places of honor at the right hand of the Father. And it says what? Pleading for us. I love this picture that God the Father, Jesus Christ is pleading to God the Father going, hey, these are my kids and I love them and I sacrifice my life for them. So when they make mistakes and they wander away and they don't follow you and they do their own thing and they live their own plan, I'm, Jesus Christ is pleading for you. <laughs> he loves you. Says this, can anything separate us from the love of Christ? Does this mean that he no longer loves us when we have trouble? Isn't that a great perspective? We think when we're going through hardships or troubles that somehow Jesus doesn't love us anymore. God the Father is angry with us. He's frustrated with us. No, 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 no. That doesn't mean that. Calamity, 
persecuted, hungry, destitute, in danger, threatened, or death? It says, no. There is nothing. There's, listen, there is nothing on this earth that can separate you from the love of the Father except what? You. You're the only thing. You're the only thing. He is madly, crazy, passionately in love with you today. When you woke up, he was so excited that you're awake and you're alive. And he was like, man, the plans that I have for them, plans that I have for my children, the way that I love them, the way I want to bless them, the way I want to show my love to them, the way I want to show them how good I am. He's in love with you. He's crazy in love with you. All right, point number two. So what is, what is God inviting us to do? He is inviting us to be a part of God's plan for redemption for the entire world, okay? I know you're all distracted right now. You're like, what is happening right now? Just, just wait. It's going to be real good, okay? Real, real good. Let me show you this, this verse. Matthew chapter 10. Verse seven, this is what Jesus says, okay? This is Jesus, he's telling us a little command. He says this, go announce to them. Who's them? Well, it's the people at, at school. It's the people at your job. It's the people that you do the PTA thing with. It's the people at the soccer game. It's the barista at the coffee shop. It's the little twerpy kid that's giving you attitude at the, you know, at the drive-through, okay? Who is them? It is, it's all the people we come into contact with on a daily basis. And I, I think we just so forget that these daily moments and contacts with people really matter. They really matter. He says, go and announce to them, what? The kingdom of heaven is near. What is he saying? Go tell them what's the kingdom of heaven. It's Jesus. He says, go announce Jesus to all these different people. Tell all these different people. Talk to them. Listen, I don't know what it is, but there is something coming alive in me in recent couple months about just, just opening up my mouth and going, hey, do you know Jesus. Do you know him? I've been talking to all kinds of neighbors about this. I got, I got one of my neighbors, and, and he has this belief system that there's a lot of different ways to the Lord, and, and you can serve Jesus or Buddha, and I'm just I'm constantly loving on him, constantly just, and I keep saying this line to him, there's only one way to heaven, and it is Jesus Christ, okay? There is just something, we're just in the last days. Your connections with people really matter. You saying something to people really, really matter. He says, go announce to them, Jesus is near. Verse eight, then he says, heal the sick. Who? Us? Not just me, us. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead. Oh, I can't wait to raise the dead someday. I mean, I'm believing for it, I'm praying for it. It says, cure those with leprosy or disease, cast out demons. 
Give freely as you have received. As you have received the grace and the mercy and the kindness of God, he says, go and give it to other people. And, and can I just say this? I think a lot of times when we get stale in church, a lot of times when we get dry in church, a lot of times when church is just kind of a routine thing, it's because we're not fulfilling this. Because your faith isn't alive. There's no action behind it. You just want to keep getting filled up and filled up and filled up, but that's not how this works. God comes, fills you up so that you can give out to all of these people. Can I get an amen from anybody, okay? Ooh, man, I should have got a better amen on that, okay? Jesus is declaring what? You play a big part in God the Father's plan to do what? To find his lost children. You're a big part of it. You play a part in this. Let me ask this question. Have you ever been a part of a search party? Search party, anybody ever been a part of a search party? Okay. I was a couple years ago in my neighborhood. Uh, we had a family that lived next to us. They had like nine children, okay? And uh, their children were wild. I mean, just, I mean, barefoot, crazy, just run the neighborhood. And one day they came knocking on the door. Have you seen, I think her name was Libby. Have you seen Libby? And I was like, no, I haven't seen Libby, okay? I'm not out in the streets all day, okay? And they were like, will you please come help us? Well, we're like trying to find, they're calling the police. They got all the neighbors. We're all part of this search party. You know, we're all like, Libby, where are you? You know what I mean? And we're like, I'm thinking like, well, what am I doing right now? You know, and, and we're searching and searching. And this went on for hours, y'all, like hours. I'm a part of this search party, okay? And, and finally, finally, somebody goes, I found her. And I was like, well, praise Jesus. Thank God. You know where they found her? She was hiding in the garbage can on the end of the road. She had got in there to hide from her family, and somebody finally just thought, I'm going to look in the garbage can. And they looked in the garbage, and they found her. And I was like, praise God. Listen, can I say this? God's asking us to be a part of his search party. He's searching. He's searching. Because here's the deal. The truth is, he can't do it without you. I want you to really understand this. You, he can't reach the loss without you. Listen, he needs you. He needs your voice. He needs your faith. Uh, let me let me illustrate this to you, okay? So we got we got DJ Ray up here on the stage. He was bringing the ones and the twos the other night, okay? So I'm gonna give you a little story. So Jesus dies on the cross, goes to hell, defeats death, hell, and the grave, and then he raises back to life. And guess what? There's a party going on in heaven. DJ Ray is in heaven, putting it down in heaven. And Jesus, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? Jesus comes back to life. Jesus is back in heaven. All the angels are with Jesus. They're fist bumping. Come on, turn that music up. Turn that, turn, come on, come on, come on. Come on, Jesus, fist bump. Come on, everybody, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is back. 
Decides, I'm, I'm gonna ask Jesus a question, right? Right? He's like, Jesus, what is the plan for everybody back on earth? They need to understand how to get to heaven and party with us. Right? All right. So Jesus, I'm gonna have you read this line right here. It says Jesus right there. You can't see it? Okay. Jesus, you have 20-20 vision. You're Jesus. Okay, all right. Jesus says what? I left the earth with my disciples, and they have to go and make disciples. Yeah, go make disciples! Go, 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 disciples, disciples. So the angels are like, okay, 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 okay. Okay, Jesus, I get that. And that's cool and all. And I know that you're God and you know more than we do. And you literally made us, but we've been doing some data analysis about the people back on earth. And it looks like these people are dumb, okay? They are just dumb sheep and they wander away from you and they do their own thing, okay? And guess what? They're gonna fail. They're gonna fail a lot, Jesus, okay? And they're gonna be selfish, and they don't wanna be a part of your plan. So Jesus, what is plan B? There's no plan B. Come on, I'm read, back read home With the Father. Yes, Jesus is back home. He's back home, he's back home. He's with the Father, he's with the Father. He's with the Father, yeah, Jesus is back, right? And then, <laughs> Jesus. You're getting undignified on us, okay? Woo! All right, all right. So Jesus says, Jesus says what? I left them with the Holy Spirit? Yes, the Holy Spirit! Come on, Holy Spirit! Let's go! I'm there. It's going to lead them and help them and comfort them, empower them to tell all the people about me and heal the sick. Heal the sick. Tell people about Jesus. Let's go. So then, then Jesus, Jesus, Jesus says, oh my gosh, there's so much hair in your mouth. Jesus, you need a haircut. Okay. Jesus says what? There is what? There is a plan A, but there is no plan B. No plan B, plan A. Come on, give it up for Jesus and DJ Ray, everybody.
want to keep partying. You're never going to forget this Sunday. Ever. What did Jesus say? And I know I had a lot of fun. But there's a lot of truth there. Jesus said what? There is no plan B. You are plan A. There's no other plan. Let me say it again. There is no other plan. None. All these people you come into contact with all the time, it's your job. Do you know that nine out of 10 people would come to church if you would invite them? Nine out of 10 people would say, if you said, hey, I want to invite you to our church. Our pastor is crazy. You don't know what's gonna happen every Sunday. God's there, people get healed, people get saved. I wanna invite you, you can come and sit with, with us and our family, we'll save a seat for you, we'll even take you to get some chicken after church. Man, doesn't that sound good? Do you know that nine out of 10 people would actually say, yeah, I would love to go with you, if you'll just ask. If you'll just be bold and understand that your plan A, your plan A, there is no plan B. It's, but here's the deal, it's your choice. It's your choice. Because here's the deal, you choose all the time what really matters to you, all the time. You choose all the time what you will support and back. All the time you're making decisions. You choose all the time, if I'm gonna support and back all, every single school function there is. I mean, the school year starts, and man, there is an endless line of school functions and events. And we choose to back and support all of them, we're like, it's for the kids, it's for the school, it's for the community. We choose to back and support and help our, our kids' sports teams. They need juice boxes, you are juice box guy, you know what I mean? You're like, I, I got it, I'm juice box guy. These kids are not gonna not have their juice boxes, right? We back and support that. We back and support the Bengals. We don't miss a game. We gladly give them our time. We gladly give the Bengals our money. We gladly give them our energy. We back and support every moment that our friends have. I mean, I don't know what is going on, but there is a party and an event for everything under the sun now. I mean, everybody, I mean, it is like, it is like I grew out my nails. Let's have a girl's night. Let's have a party. You know what I mean? Like, I got my hair did. We're going to have a big party. We're going to get together. And it's just like, oh yeah, girls weekend. We are in. 
We gladly support these things. We gladly support and back events and fundraisers and causes that have zero impact on eternity. Zero. There's this thing called wood, hay, and stubble that the Lord says, because here's the deal, we'll all give an account when we stand before him someday, what we did. And here's where I'm going. I'm not here to tell you these are bad things. They're not bad things. They're just not the mission and purpose for people who love Jesus. That's not the mission and purpose of people that love Jesus. People that truly love Jesus understand the mission and the purpose. And what is the mission and his purpose? It is the bride of Christ. And I'll show it to you. Ephesians chapter five. Just as Christ loved the church, he gave up his life for who? Who is the bride? We're the bride. We're the bride. Elevate Church is his bride. His church is his bride. And he did this to present himself to her, a glorious church without spot and wrinkle and any blemish. Instead, she'd be holy without fault. Revelation chapter 21, verse nine, it says, come with me, I'll show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. Who is the wife of Jesus Christ? We are, we're the church, we're the bride, we're his wife. He's coming back to what? To marry his bride. We're his bride. Revelation chapter 19, verse seven, it says, let us be glad and rejoice and let's give him honor for the time of the wedding feast of the lamb has come. His bride, his bride, who's his bride? We're his bride. He said, his bride has prepared themselves. His bride prepared themselves. All of you know that have been married, you don't just show up one day and get married. God knows this. There's a preparation. You take 40 of your best friends to some dress shop and spend 14 hours there and try on everything and still not buy anything, right? You plan, you prepare, you send out invitations. You send out invitations. You send out invitations, right? You prepare. What? For the wedding. Matthew chapter five, verse one, it says this. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids. Bridesmaids, the church. He's talking about 10 different churches, okay? Churches in the last days, he said, there'll be like 10 bridesmaids that took their lamps to meet the bridegroom. We are going to meet Jesus in the sky soon, okay? I hope you're excited. I hope you're ready. I'm ready to meet Jesus in the sky. I'm ready to get married to Jesus. But it said this, five of them were foolish. He's not talking about people that are lost. He's talking about churches. He said there's five churches that are foolish, foolish churches. 
But five of them were wise. Five of uh, them were foolish and didn't take enough oil. What is the oil? It is the presence of God. It is the Holy Spirit. You better be so thankful that this place is dripping with the presence of God. It's dripping with the oil of the Holy Spirit. It's dripping with his presence every Sunday. There's oil in this church. But they said the five other, the five other didn't take enough with them. Why? They're foolish. They think the presence of God is foolish. They think the Holy Spirit's foolish. They think the oil's foolish. What do they want? They just want to get in and get out. They just want to play church. They just want to play religion. So when the bridegroom was delayed, why is the bridegroom delayed? Is it because he doesn't love us? No. Remember, he is seeking those lost children. He's seeking. He's like, time's running out. He's seeking the lost. So they all became drowsy and fell asleep. But at midnight, they were aroused with a shout. Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come on out to meet him. So what do Jesus-loving people care about? They care about what Jesus cares about. What does Jesus care about? He cares about his bride. He cares about adding to his bride. Listen, numbers are important. Numbers matter. Why? Because it represents people who were lost but now are found. People that were broken now that are healed. People that desperately need Jesus. And Jesus is running around just like I was looking and searching for Luke. Jesus is running around screaming, yelling, where are my children? My bride matters. Have you ever been to a wedding? What do you learn about a wedding? Somebody tell me, what is the most important thing at the wedding? This isn't a trick question, because I know you all look at me like you're trying to trick me, okay? Somebody yell at me, what? The bride. We all know this. We don't care what the man looks like. I mean, these guys that got white tuxes on and stuff, I'm like, get out of here. Nobody cares about you. (laughs) It's all about her. The day's all about her. The moment's all about her. What does Jesus care about? His bride. His church. This is what he cares about. And I, I, I am so sick of this idea in the earth right now that we can have our own church at our own houses and we can do our own thing and I'm better off without the church. No, you are not. Churches are not perfect. We are not a perfect church. I am not a perfect leader. But I know this, that this house matters. And God loves this house. This house really matters. Can I just throw out some stuff to you? In the last 48 hours, we had four women give their life to Jesus. Four women that would have gone to hell, but they chose Jesus in the last 48 hours. 
We had 200 women get healed of deep emotional pain in their soul. We had women who were physically healed. Necks were healed, backs were healed, hips were healed in the last 48 hours. This church matters. We have people who have come to this church in the last 12 months that were going to get a divorce. They were gonna destroy their family and destroy their children. And because of this church, they've made decisions to stay together, to work it out, to trust Jesus, and allow the Lord to heal their marriage. The church matters. We have kids, we have students giving their life to Jesus. Listen, we have a young girl that literally gave her life to Jesus two months ago at Momentum. On Sunday night, when y'all are watching football and, and cashing out, this thing called Momentum's happening where a bunch of young students are getting together at our church. She gave her life to Jesus, and today she is fighting for her life. And we are believing and standing in faith that God is going to heal and restore her body. But here's the deal. If it doesn't happen, what do we know? We have complete peace that that girl isn't going to hell. She is going to heaven to spend eternity with Jesus. This church matters. Pastor Deja does these things, these crew nights with the kids. Girls crew night, boy crew night. She showed me, she had this one night where she asked them, what's going on in your life? And we had kids, kids, kids talking about their broken homes. Kids talking about their broken, you know, mom and dad divorce and I'm split in between them and the pressure and, and the stuff that I feel between. They had kids talking about how they're bullied at school. We had kids talking about how they're so fearful in this life. We have kids that are broken, but because of this church, they are finding joy and they are finding hope and they are finding Jesus and they're finding purpose for their life. This church really matters. Listen, we got men, and this is, oh, I love this part. We got men, we got men. We got men in our church that are stepping up. We have men, I got men coming to my house that are part of a group going, I wanna be the leader of my home. I want to lead my home spiritually. I don't want to be on the back burner. I wanna be a real man, a true man, a faithful man. These men are not perfect men, and I love that. But we're linking arms together. We're building, Matt Prince had 12 guys at Panera the other morning pouring into them. Listen, we got men that are becoming men of God. This church matters. His bride matters. We got people who have never read the Bible in their life reading the Bible right now. They've never read the Bible in their life. First time. We have people who are far and distant from the Lord, and they have come to Elevate Church, and they have found a church and a home, and they're finding hope, and they're finding joy. This church matters. God's bride matters. I want to show you what we call some wins from this last year. Okay? Number one is this. 684 new people came to our church this last year. 684 new people. This is, this is what I love. I love this. 149 new families. Christy, Pastor Christy Johnson, she said, I was blown away at how many young families you have in your church. She goes, it doesn't make sense. 
She said, this isn't happening. She goes to churches around our nation all the time. She said, this is not happening. She goes, I go to churches all the time, and they're filled with older people. And listen, if you're a seasoned person, we are so thankful that you are here. But here's the deal. We are designing the church for young people and young families that desperately need Jesus. So that number... 149 means the world to me because these are families. This represents generations. This represents children. This represents something really big to God. Next one. Look at this. 340 children. Do you guys know how many children you guys make? (laughs) Y'all walk into our church? It's like the Clampett family walking into it, just, just, just crazy walking in. We love it. I love this. 120 junior high and high school students reach for the glory of God. Come on, somebody. We're not giving up on the next generation. We believe in the next generation. Look at this, I love this. 480 people in groups. Groups. Come on, listen. Groups represent people who are understanding Jesus. Groups represent people who are finding relationship. We believe in relationship. Pastor Christie's assistant said to us, you are the nicest church we've ever been to. She said, you hug everybody. Everybody knows each other. She goes, you know what they were so blown away with was after, when we had the after party, they were like, everybody didn't leave. They're like, in LA, people would just leave. Listen, we love relationship. People are finding relationship. There's 44 different groups. Look at this one, 75, 75 people baptized this year. Awesome is that? Next one. 20 baby dedications. We just got babies coming out of every. We got more. Mel and Mac had their twins the other day. They are so gorgeous. Can't wait to see them. Look at this one. 170 people reading the Bible. 170 people reading the Bible with us. Come on. Look at this one. Look at this one. $110,000, $110,000, that we have sown into this world. I'm sorry, that doesn't make sense, a church of our size. That doesn't make sense to Africa, to Haiti, to Brazil, Thailand, man, mission field, the Jews, church matters. The church matters. God's bride matters. So here's the deal. Jesus is asking you to be a part of plan A. There's so many lost sheep. So here's the deal. I'm going to ask on the behalf of Jesus. And I want you to get this. I am literally asking on the behalf of Jesus. That's all I do when I'm up here. 
I am not God. I am not the Holy Spirit. I am just his messenger. That's it. I'm just his messenger. So I'm gonna ask on behalf of Jesus for you to stand with his bride. To stand with his bride. And can I'm, I'm, gonna, just, I'm gonna be really honest with you. If you don't like me and the Lord Jesus Christ asking you to stand and to do some crazy things for him, then this is probably not your church. I'm just gonna be really honest with you. This is probably not your church. And I don't know how many pastors would get on stage and tell people that this is probably not their church. But I'm just gonna be honest with you. If you don't like us asking you to be a part of God's plan, hey, this is probably not your church. And there are a lot of dead churches you can go to. There are a lot of lukewarm churches that God is spitting out of his mouth in the last days. There are a lot of churches that you can just go play church and you can just kind of come in and, and never do anything and just, you know, be a part. There's lots of them. But this church, Elevate Church, is on mission. This church is never, ever, let me repeat myself, this church is never gonna stop reaching the lost, seeking lost children, partnering with Jesus and what he's doing in the earth, ever. So this is what's happening. January 8th, look at your neighbor say January 8th, January 8th, we are moving to three services, okay? We are moving to three services. Listen, second, first service, we got a good crowd. Second service is just bonkers, okay? Second service is bonkers. The kids' rooms are just... Bless everybody, God, who serves in children's ministry. I mean it. You get into one of these kids' rooms and there's 20 kids in a room. So we're going to three services. So here's what I'm asking, okay? I'm gonna ask some things. And I'm gonna ask boldly, and I don't care what you think, because it's the Lord asking. Number one, I'm asking if you don't serve, if you currently don't serve, I'm asking you to respond to Jesus. He's putting you in the game. Coach Jesus is calling your name. Please serve. Please scan this, scan this right now. We're going to three services. We need help. It's people to reach. Kids matter. Greeters matter. Coffee people matter. Tech people matter. Worship team matters. Everything matters. If you don't serve, please sign up and serve with us. Ask number two is this. If you currently don't give, you don't give anything. And, and, and let me say this. We did some analysis, and this is what it costs. It costs us $58 per person every weekend to serve you and your family. Regardless if you give or not, we're gonna take good care of you and your family. You know this. We're gonna love you, we're gonna honor you, we're gonna take care of your children. But I'm, I'm sick and tired of people thinking that churches just, should just, everything should just, nothing costs anything. I'm sorry, but it costs me to heat this building. I just got a new bill to heat this building. I'm just like, God, I thank you that you're the provider of heat. 
So I'm asking, this is what I'm asking. If you don't currently give, would you consider trusting God with 5%? Would you trust God for 5% to start giving 5%? It's not 10%. It's not the full 10%. It's not what God asked us to do. But I'm asking you just to trust him in faith to see that God is faithful. I promise you, God will be faithful. I'm going to make a promise to you here in a second. God is faithful. Will you trust him in 5%? The third ask is this. If you currently give, okay, but you don't give a full 10%, would you trust God to give your 10%? I'm going to say this. Every church in America, every church, including our church, if everybody tithed, there would be no financial problems ever. Ever. Never, 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 never. And can I just say to everybody who currently gives, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for trusting Jesus. Thank you for putting him first. Thank you for trusting him. Thank you for believing in Elevate Church. Thank you from the bottom of me and Jessica's heart. And I know she's not here, but she would say the same thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But if you give and you're not giving 10%, would you trust God to give God 10%? And, and I'll make a promise. I'll make a promise. I made this promise once before. If you choose to give 5% or if you choose to give 10% and six months later you go, you know what, we're broke. And this isn't working. Come find me. I'll take you to Jeff Ruby's. You think I'm joking? I'll take you to Jeff Ruby's. I'll let you buy anything you want. That's how confident I am in Jesus. That's how confident I am in his word. And I don't care about this season of the earth. I know the I know what the what's going on in the earth. I get it. But God's not broke. God's not broke. So if it doesn't work, come find me. I said this like four years ago, and I'll never forget one Sunday. Somebody at our church came up to me and they said, you don't owe me a steak dinner. And I was like, come again? What do you mean, a steak dinner? You know I mean? Like, you don't owe me a steak dinner. I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, we've been giving. It doesn't make sense. But God is multiplying it. And I was like, I told you. He's so good. Next ask is this. If you are a giver, 10%, would you keep giving to our building fund? And I want to give you an update on where we're at. We are working really, really hard to find the cheapest way for us to expand. And listen, we're going to three services, okay? And, and we're doing that to maximize every square inch of this building. We are being good stewards of what God has given us. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, it is, it, uh, if you gave me the choice to speak one service or three services, I promise you I'm choosing one. It is a tremendous weight on me and my family and our staff and their families. But we are passionately in love with Jesus and we will do anything to reach the lost. Anything. 
so we, we have a team, Pastor Ryan, Ryan, Erdo, Bill. We have a team of us. We're, we're, we're trying to figure out how can we build something on this piece of land and do it as cheap as we can. Just keep giving to it. Please keep giving to it. My last ask is this, December 4th. Help us go to three services, okay? We're gonna take up a legacy offering on December 4th. And here's the deal. Last time we had baptisms, I'm borrowing that baptism. Ours is broke and I've, we need a new baptism. The kids area needs some love. We have worked those rooms out, okay? Kids area needs some love. We got computers that are four to six years old that we're praying. I'm like literally praying over like every Sunday. Pastor Matt's like, Jesus name, it's not gonna die. We need supplies for discipleship to keep growing our youth. We wanna keep growing our youth ministry. We got maintenance that we need to do on our building. So here's the deal, we've come up with a number and it's, not, it's a real number. You can talk to Pastor Ryan if you want to. He knows him. We need 50 grand to meet some needs, to go to three services so that we can keep reaching people. So here's what I'm gonna ask on December 4th. Just do your part. Whatever the whole, just all you have to do is ask the Holy Spirit, what's my part? Some of you, it's gonna be a hundred bucks. The Lord will go, trust me, give me a hundred bucks. Some of you, it's gonna be 500 bucks. Some of you, it's 10,000. Some of you, it's 20,000. All you gotta do is ask the Lord. That's it. That's what I love about the story of the boy who brought the two low, or the two fishes and the bread. He just gave his little lunch to Jesus. And Jesus did the rest. He multiplied it. All we have to do is give our best to the Lord and he'll multiply it. Just stand with me. Listen, close your eyes to me. This church matters. Jesus matters. His bride matters. What we're doing in the earth right now matters. There's never been a greater time in the earth where we're about to see Jesus. We're literally about to encounter Jesus. This matters, this time matters. Holy Spirit, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would reveal this to your people. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would give them a burden for the lost. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would give them a passion for those lost children in the earth. Jesus, I ask that you would fill them with a wisdom and with vision for people. Give them vision for their family. Give them vision for their friends. Give them vision for the barista at Starbucks. Give them vision for people that they're encountering to bring them into this house, to bring them to the house of the Lord where they can find your oil. They can find the Holy Spirit. They can find your healing. They can find the God who restores and renews and heals and takes the broken things and puts them back together. God, I pray that you'd fill us with passion for lost children. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak to your people. I am not you. 
And I ask that you would speak to your people. Reveal your heart. Father, I love you. Can we just thank God for his goodness and the way that he loves you and the way that he cares deeply for you? Jesus, we worship you. We praise you. We worship you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for being here today. We give you the glory. Lord, we give you all the glory for all those wins. All those wins, God. All those wins are because of you, because of your goodness. We bless you, Lord. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name. And everybody agrees. Said? Come on, can we give it up for the Lord? Can we give it up for his goodness?